At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the numbers told the story they always do this is a numbers game with gil alexander on vsin it's one of those idiots who believe in analytics it is a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you on a Tuesday morning. The amazingly enough, the final Tuesday of February already. I'm Jeff Parlson for Gil Alexander. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you. Paul Carr is going to be with us later in the show, uh, 11:30 Eastern time. It is a big day of Champions League action. We'll get a uh, a quartet of picks from Paul later on. Eric Edholm. With us, of course, from Yahoo Sports a little bit later. That's 11.15. He'll uh, be giving us uh, thoughts on the NFL draft. He was in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, Dan Bespris. Uh, There's no plays that want to make Dan vomit today since there's no NBA action. He's coming your way at 10.45. But right out of the gate, as we always do on Tuesdays after uh, coming on a Monday last week after the Super Bowl and the Rams victory, now back at his usual Tuesday slot, it's our guy Drew Dinsick. Uh, you can get him on NBC Sports Bed, of course, uh, the Deep Dive podcast as well with Andy Molitor. Drew, it's a pleasure to see you again on a Tuesday morning. Absolutely. Good morning to you, Jeff, and uh, excited to uh, kind of reset a little bit here. This is a good time in the sports calendar to, uh, you know, some people use this as a rest and relaxation, you know, a little bit of a, uh, a regroup and uh, our guy Gil, I'm sure is enjoying his time off, but uh, the sports betting space cranks on. We've got three tennis tournaments all in action right now. Uh, the NBA gets started up again on Thursday and I, I can't be, couldn't be more excited for the home stretch. Uh, if you haven't been following the NBA closely this season, it has been a very, very high quality product. In my opinion, I think the the small changes that they made to the game have made it a lot more watchable, especially for the casual fan. There's a lot less standing around watching guys shoot free throws and a lot more, um, you know, kind of small things that you can appreciate about the game this season. And, uh, you know, if, if you were hoping for an NBA where basically everyone has a chance at a title, <laughs> this is about as close as I can ever remember this far through the season, looking at the Eastern conferences dead flat. Uh, and then the Western conference with the current state of some of the injuries of the top two teams, you can make the case for a lot of these guys uh, having a shot. So um, these next couple of months of the NBA are going to be as good as I can ever remember. And uh, couldn't be happier to, to uh, break it down from a handicapping perspective. Well, let's, let's start right there. Then drew, of course, the big news over the weekend, Chris Paul's going to be 
out at least six to eight weeks with that uh, right thumb avulsion fracture. Uh, the key words in that was reevaluated after six to eight weeks. So it could very easily be longer than that. Phoenix has a pretty sizable lead of six and a half games over Golden State for the one seed, Drew. So I don't think that will be impacted. But how do you at least handle Phoenix during this stretch without Paul regular season-wise? And then when do you think the Paul injury, if he's not at 100%, could really start impacting Phoenix playoff-wise? Well, round one. Round <laughs> one, is, there we he go. Is, he is an exceptionally important player. Um, you know, Phoenix Suns are doing, you know, before this injury, they were sort of the one team that that's, has stood out based on their performance this point through the season where you're like, that is a great team. And if you break down sort of the player level contributions, it is because of Chris Paul, like make no mistake about it. Like surely they are getting great, solid contributions from Devin Booker. DeAndre Aiden continues to mature. Uh, Bridges has stepped up and he has been a, a phenomenal, important part of their defense team defense. Um, but that does not change the fact that Chris Paul is one of the top five most impactful p players in all of the NBA. Uh, and he does it because his offensive contributions are meaningful, but he is one of the best defensive guards in the entire NBA. Um, there, Mike Conley is in the discussion. Patrick Beverly is in the discussion in terms of other good defensive guards, but really he stands alone as the guy that really can uh, do it on both ends. And uh, on top of the fact that he's just a leader of this team. And so his absence is going to be felt. I would expect significantly, um, Coming out of the break, my get my guess is that the players who are going to backfill his minutes are going to lead to a little bit more higher scoring contests from the Suns in general. To this point in the season, the Suns have won; they've covered; they've done it a lot by sort of putting the clamps down in the final frame. Uh, really, the last half of the fourth quarter is when they have kind of throttled teams, and a ton of that has been Chris Paul's defensive contributions. So, uh, I would expect you're going to see some higher scoring contests. You're going to see some closer games and their schedule is not especially easy coming down the home stretch. So they're going to give up some ground here to Golden State for sure. Uh, Golden State, of course, dealing with their own injury questions swirling, still not really any closer to seeing Draymond Green take the court again. And he is probably their most important defensive player. So here we sit all of a sudden expecting it was going to be a two team race in the Western Conference. And now both teams at the top of the standings, uh, you know, have their most important defensive player may not be 100 percent come play off time. So um, I, I will say I have been a Suns supporter, Suns backer for the balance of the season. And I was very uh, sad <laughs> initially, <laughs> like this, this, this sucks. Like I want Chris Paul to have, to get a ring. Like obviously he got to the finals last year and that was a huge career milestone, but I want him to get a championship because I like him as a player. Um, and I, and you know, I, I, my, my, my optimism immediately started spinning positive. Like maybe this is a good thing. Uh, you know, maybe a, you know, a couple, a couple months off, he'll be a hundred percent come, uh, you know, or he, he won't have the wear and tear of the regular season when we get into the playoffs. And, and that's possible. I mean, the, the um, training staff in Phoenix, if you aren't aware, has like this weird ability of getting guys back on the court and keeping guys healthy um, that, uh, you know, I don't think you can overlook. So Paul, Paul maybe still has, uh, you know, a solid playoff run in him, but uh, missing eight weeks potentially is, is going to be a problem. Drew, you, you mentioned, of course, uh, the Draymond Green injury obviously has impacted Golden State in a big way as well. As you look down the Western Conference, who is that third team that could possibly sneak in now because, it, let's say, 
Green doesn't come back fully healthy or that thumb injury lingers for Chris Paul into the postseason. Is it still Utah? Is it someone else in that Western Conference after those top two? I mean, it's the million dollar question, Jeff. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, because guess what? Like it, this, this unlocks a ton of opportunity, not just, you know, there's no market you can bet into who's going to be the three seed. Right. Um, you know, you could take a, you could take a long shot price on any of these guys in the Western conference and you maybe have a good bet. But uh, what this really unlocks is, is some of the award market stuff, because whoever does get that three seed, if they kind of stand out and um, you know, are, are considered market-wide the the clear third best team in the Western Conference, they're going to get some serious awards consideration. And I'm looking specifically at the likes of Jokic as an MVP candidate. I'm looking at Luka Doncic as an MVP candidate, even John Morant for that matter. Uh, you know, if they can, can if they can steal a two seed potentially, um, I mean, I guess, shoot, they're alive for the one seed if Phoenix really stumbles. So, you know, that there are a, the awards market could be decided by that sort of second tier in the uh, Western Conference right now. And uh, I think all of those teams have a chance. I don't really hold Utah up in the same discussion because they have taken a significant step back this year with a ton of their role players just not providing anywhere close to the same impact uh, this season as they did last season. And, uh, you know, some of that is because of player availability and they're going to get, uh, you know, they're going to get their most important defensive piece back, Rudy Gobert, for the balance of this, of this last third of the season. And that really could help them click into their, um, you know, most effective form. Donovan Mitchell's taken a step forward this season, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, but he's still a defensive liability. And, you know, the Jazz just don't really scare you as far as a, a best of seven series matchup because they are somewhat solvable. Um, that said, they're going to win regular season games and they're going to, you know, they're primed right now to to kind of march up the standings as well. So um, those four teams, Memphis, Utah, Dallas, Denver, uh, are pretty solidly socked into three through six right now in the West. Um, but uh, yeah, any one of those four really steps forward. And I think you're looking at uh, some award candidates as well as, uh, you know, potentially, uh, you know, setting themselves up well for a playoff run. Drew Dinsick with us right now here on a numbers game. Of course, uh, NBC Sports Bets, Bet the Edge pod, uh, of course, the deep dive pod with Andy Molitor as well. And of course, every Tuesday here on a numbers game with us as well. Uh, you mentioned the awards uh, uh, possibly being up for grabs still here, Drew. And Look, the MVP race has seemingly devolved into this Embiid and Jokic debate. I, I feel like I'm the only one who's, who still is in the camp of this should be Jokic's award to lose until proven otherwise, despite the fact that Embiid has been superhuman this last six weeks. Uh, Embiid's the favorite right now, plus 125 at BetMGM, with Jokic all the way down to 3-1. to one. I, Is this a buy spot for Jokic at this point? Or is Embiid uh, have such a, such a lead, at uh, least to some, that it's not worth it at this point? I, I am not sure that I. I, I mean, well, I'm I'm closer to you, your opinion on this mm -hmm. than uh, than the the market is. Surely, um, Embiid is an easy guy to cheer for. He's such a great personality. Um, he is a guy that I think a lot of the people that cover the NBA. Uh, would like to see achieve this award, right? You know, it's, there's a there's momentum because of just sort of wanting it to be so. And Philadelphia hasn't done much to distinguish themselves as a team this year in terms of excellent play. Uh, they're 35 and 23 right now, third in the in a, in a very unimpressive Eastern Conference. And 
you know, there is an Eastern, you have to kind of respect the Eastern conference bias when it comes to NBA awards voting anyway, because a lot of these, you know, a lot of these voters for, you know, not to disrespect them, they're not staying up for the Western conference games all the time. And so they're seeing a lot of Embiid. Um, And yeah, right. He has done well lately and he has surged appropriately, but plus 125 is, is a little bit outrageous because it's still at the end of the day, this is a team award uh, to a large degree. And if Philadelphia slips out of the top three standings in the Eastern conference, I'm not sure how you can get it, give it to him, even as much as you may want to, if you're a voter, Um, you know, if you look at some of the advanced statistics, Jokic is clearly the superior player. Um, if you look at the advanced statistics, Jokic is performing better than he did last year when he was the MVP, and he is doing he is doing more with with a lesser cast around him. Uh, and I think that has to be recognized. So you know, I think whoever finishes in the you know kind of top three standings between Jokic and Embiid is should be your market leader in that market for that MVP award. Drew, hang around. We have more NBA to get to with you. And also, a cryptic post from Aaron Rodgers. We'll see if that means anything <laughs> as well. That's coming up next. Numbers game here on Visit. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare a numbers game with gil alexander on vsin the sports betting network it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, and that's BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parlson for Gil Alexander. Drew Dinsick with us as well. Uh, Drew, I, I just want to take a quick detour from the NBA and we'll get right back because Aaron Rodgers late last night posted this very Aaron Rodgers-like cryptic Instagram post uh, where where he basically was thanking his Green Bay Packer teammates. It sure seemed like a uh, this is the end in Green Bay Instagram post from Rodgers. It looks like he'll be doing his regular spot on McAfee's show a little bit later today. Did, did we read into this at all, or is this just more Rodgers nonsense? 
I'm okay reading into it a little bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was a weird post. He's a weird guy. Um, I think realistically, he, I don't know, maybe he's just blown off a little steam, threw it together, and uh, you know, wasn't in, in a perfectly sound state of mind. That's sort of the read that I had on it. Uh, now, you know, he's he's given us enough of an indication that he is not surely going to come back for the 2022 campaign that uh, uh, I think the market is a little bit too sure he'll be back in Green Bay. Um, you know, for, right now, if I had to put a number on it, I'd say it's closer to 50-50, uh, and the 50% that he does not come back to Green Bay, there's a reasonable likelihood he just retires. Now, I know that uh, the Denver Broncos are obviously positioning themselves pretty aggressively to pursue his services for the future, and, um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, it seems like Devontae Adams plays a part and a role in this discussion as well, as he is potentially going to be franchise tags by Green Bay, and he may be a trade acquisition for whoever, you know, whoever ends up signing Rodgers, but um, yeah, there, I mean, there's, there, there is a, a dearth of quarterback of solid quarterback play across the NFL right now. There are at least 12 teams who I think would love to upgrade their QB1, and Rodgers is the reigning MVP who can give you at least two more years of service. And I think a lot of teams look at what Tom Brady did in his first year on a new team with all of these weapons and uh, you know a solid defense, and they say, well, if we just add Rodgers, we potentially could steal a Super Bowl here in this somewhat wide-open um, NFC especially. So uh, I would expect that he is... Uh, uh, you know, he is truly pursuing, you know, considering all options here. And, um, you know, surely whatever's going on in his personal life is is weighing on him as well. And if he decides to take some time off, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, and you bring up Brady. I mean, just even Stafford, too. This is now back-to-back yeah, years where, where you have teams trading for higher, well, Brady signing with Tampa. And then, of course, the big trade by the Rams to get Stafford in two for two. A totally different model than we have seen in the past in the NFL. And you know someone's going to convince themselves, like you said, that it could work for them and get lightning striking three years in a row. Yeah, you just need to have the Super Bowl at home. So I guess right. Arizona is <laughs> probably the right team, right? So <laughs> we'll go three for three. Arizona brings in Rodgers, wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, there you go. The, the, yeah. the, the Rodgers for Murray <laughs> trade that we all didn't know we need exactly there, Drew. <laughs> for, for that one, of course. Uh, let, let's shift back to the NBA, uh, Drew. The Eastern Conference is really just topsy-turvy. It's a little bit of a mess, to put it politely. The Chicago Bulls, who have really been healthy as a unit maybe for about a tenth of the season, are still tied for the one seed with Miami. Uh, the, the clump of Milwaukee, Cleveland, uh, and the Sixers right behind them. Uh, what, what do we make of this conference at this point, Drew? Because it, it, to me, it's really hard to handicap uh, where I give just a slight edge to Miami because it looks like they'll get the one and they've been great at home. But who knows how that stands up? Yeah, I agree with your sentiment there with Miami. They're a tough team to figure out, surely. Um, and as you look across the current standings, it is dead flat. Uh, there is virtually no... Um, you know, there, there's a negligible margin in the win-loss column between the six-seed Boston and the one-seed Miami. 
if you look at market power rankings, they would tell you that Boston is the best team and that, uh, you know, among these, Philadelphia might be average, right? right. Uh, and, you know, and, and even beyond all of this weirdness, the Brooklyn Nets are, you know, currently rated like, a, you know, bottom half of the league team. And we know that uh, at full strength with Kevin Durant, Durant back, that's a team that no one wants to play in the playoffs. Yeah, best of seven series, particularly, you know, it, it, they're kind of like the, the absolute, um, you know, torpedo lurking uh, if you are a top seed in the Eastern Conference because they're probably going to come in from the seven or eight seed at this point. They've just lost too much ground in Durant's absence to expect that they're going to be able to climb into the top six as far as I could tell you. Um, and you know, the, you're right in that uh, you know Miami is not a team that I think you can put a ton of trust in. Chicago, similar boat. Um, and as you break down the schedules that they have played to this point, they've played some of the easier schedules across the NBA. Chicago, in, in particular, Philadelphia in particular are due to really take a turn for the worst when it comes to uh, you know challenging schedules. They have a, a, you know the the um, the exercise I went through first and foremost after the All Star game was looking specifically at these six teams and trying to figure out like who has the most games against the potential tanking teams because that matters. Like there are five teams in the Eastern Conference right now that are going to try to lose basically every game between now and the way in. Now they may cover some games, so it's is not a betting angle per se. Um, but certainly from a win-loss standpoint, I would expect the likes of Orlando, Detroit, Indiana, New York, and Washington all find ways to lose games uh, down the home stretch here. And there's not a ton of those head-to-heads on, this, on the schedule for uh, a bunch of these teams. Philadelphia and Chicago have really challenging schedules going down the home stretch. Um, interestingly enough, Philadelphia and Cleveland play each other three times yet, two of them in Cleveland. So uh, a ton to sort out there still between Philly and Cleveland. Milwaukee has a very challenging schedule down the home stretch, but not quite as bad as the likes of Boston, Miami, Chicago. So, um, you know, among these teams, I think Cleveland stands out as the one that could potentially take the most advantage of their schedule. They have seven head-to-heads against tanking teams between now and the end of the season. Uh, and if they can win some of their coin flips against these other contenders, then you could potentially see Cleveland stealing the one seed, which would be wild, if, especially if they end up uh, drawing the likes of Brooklyn as the 1-8 matchup. So uh, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out surely. I think taking a, a, you know, there are some markets up there where you can bet into who will be the one seed. Uh, and I don't mind taking a shot on Cleveland currently in the 10 to one price range, just on the basis of them having the easiest schedule and being able to do the most to get themselves into that spot. Um, Miami surely still dealing with a ton of injury question marks, Chicago dealing with injury question marks in a difficult schedule, Philadelphia dealing with uh, now chemistry issues and integrating James Harden on top of uh, a challenging schedule. And then Milwaukee and Boston, both relatively thin teams dealing with injuries. So it's, it is a, a, a total mess at the top of the, East, I don't think you can really say with high confidence that any of those teams is going to, um, you know, put distance on the field. And so taking a shot on a team like Cleveland, a 10 to one to be the one seed makes a ton of sense to me. A a Cleveland Brooklyn one eight would be so intriguing for so many reasons. Obviously you get Kyrie playing against Cleveland for one, you get a, a scenario where 
I mean, the eight seed would be a pretty significant favorite, assuming everyone is healthy in that series, too. That would, Drew, you just got me all excited for that potential <laughs> one eight that probably won't happen now. <laughs> yeah, so for that, so two ways for that to happen. Number one, if Brooklyn finds themselves in the 9 10, which is possible, they'll have to win two to get to the eight. So that's one way. The other way is they would lose the 7 8 matchup against Toronto and then win the eight versus the 9 10. Um, but uh, either way, I would agree with you that Brooklyn would probably be about a minus 500 favorite in that series as the eighth seed on the road against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh man, that would, that would, I'm sure you'd have a lot of uh, people who don't follow betting who just are totally baffled by that. And it's like, yeah, minus 500 feels right. Uh, oh yeah. If that was, there's if that people was who the are series. already queuing up the tweet upset, yes. <laughs> the upset of the eight seed over the one. And they're like, Hey guys, uh, they had an 80% chance according to the market. So let's, yeah. let's cool off. <laughs> Drew, we have about a minute here. Uh, Winter Olympics, how did it end up working out for you? Oh, man, my two biggest positions were a sweat ultimately, but came through Norway under. Uh, they finished with 16 golds. I got under 19 and a half. And Team USA just squeaks <laughs> under the wire. They have eight gold medals. You want to know something funny about this. Uh, so that total closed eight and a half. It got bet down pretty aggressively. So that was pretty one-way action to the under for Team USA there. Um, and it came down to the very tail end of the Olympics where they had some decent chances. Obviously, the women's hockey had a shot. There was some Olympic, you know, there was some ice, uh, you know, some freestyle skiing and some alpine skiing that had a chance. But the funniest part about this is that team, the Russian team figure skating will probably be DQ'd for the, uh, the drug, the drug pop on one of their competitors. And at that point, they will elevate team USA into the gold medal standings for this team figure skating, and they will get their ninth medal, but it will be well after those bets are graded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hey, look, winning on a technicality is good, Drew. There's nothing wrong with that uh, for sure. Of course, he's Drew Dinsick. Get him on the tweets at whale underscore capper. Uh, the Bet the Edge pod, the deep dive podcast where you can find Drew's tremendous work. Drew, pleasure as always. We'll see you again next week. Hey, guys, enjoy the rest of the week. Best of luck. All right, absolutely. Best of luck on your plays this week as well, Drew. Coming back, we're heading to College Hoops. Blind resume time on a numbers game. has a new great offer that can only be described as madness. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April the 4th for just $29. It's $29 American dollars. What a deal. So you sign up now, get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com, which includes our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game on the board. doesn't matter which sport. This deal only happens once a year, so do not miss out. That's vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. It is a numbers game here on vcin. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Big thanks to Drew Dinsick, as always, for doing double duty to begin the show, as he always does on Tuesday. Of course, we're going to have our guy Dan Vespers in the next segment. By the way, I I just have to bring this up because someone – it's never too early to look at NBA mock drafts. There's a pretty predominant NBA mock draft that has the Denver Nuggets taking a player named Nikolai Jovich. <laughs> Gotta happen, right? Gotta happen. Gotta happen. It would be great. It would be great just from a comedic uh, 
comedic standpoint if we did that. No, no, no betting uh, thing. I just found that funny. I didn't know uh, didn't know that uh, Jovich actually was uh, was a prospect in this year's draft. Different guy than the current MVP. Different guy there. Uh, it would absolutely be great content if that happened. All right, we're going to do something a little bit differently here today. And you're going to see blind resumes for college hoops here. And our, our producer today, Matt, never does because there's only so much we can fit on the screen without inundating you too much with information. Gave me a little, a little bigger cheat sheet that I'm going to run through on top of what you see on your screen here. And we can go ahead and do this. Uh, so these are two of the top teams in college basketball. Team A. So Team A is 14 to 1. All these odds from BetMGM, of course. They're 14 to 1 to win the title. Around 79 points per game, but a, a stat that may help you a little more. They're currently fourth in adjusted offense on Ken Palm at 120 points per 100 possessions. Pretty good. Pretty darn good, I would say. Uh, field goal percentage, they're very efficient, as that number dictates. 49% from the field, very efficient. Defensively speaking, they're 28th in adjusted defense. So very good. Not the elite of the elite which usually is held for the top 20 when you're talking about that, but it's just outside the elite defensively here for this team. Uh, the remaining schedule for them, they actually play Team B later on in the season uh, and one other game against a team that was also ranked in the committee's top 16 later on. Team B, national championship odds at BetMGM 18-1. to 1. 77 and a half points per game. Offensive efficiency-wise, they are also in the top 10. So we're talking about two very efficient offensive teams. Uh, 117.8 is the rating for adjusted offensive efficiency. Defensively-wise, they are better than Team A. 91.2. That's good for 14th in the country. So inside of what I would call the elite inside the top 20. Usually for Ken Palm rankings, if you're in the top 10 for both offensive and defensive efficiency, you're looking at a team that is primed to win a national championship. We're talking about two teams that are in the top 10 offensively, not quite there defensively. Scoring margin, they are they blow out their opponents, especially when they are weaker opponents. Good for eighth best scoring margin in college basketball, 14 and a half points uh, per game on the scoring margin. Uh, I will say this. So when Matt, when Matt never showed me these at first, my eyes actually went to team B with all the, with all the information that we have at hand, longer odds, better defensively when we put everything together, better scoring margin as well. And efficiency wise, not horribly worse efficient at all. Only again, Four slots less in Ken Palm offensive efficiency-wise from Team A. So Team B would be the resume that I would choose, especially at the better price, at 18-1, to 1, where it's not that much differently offensively, and you have the better defensive team that, that is capable of blowing away their opponents easier than Team A. So what do we have here? What do we have? What's our reveal here? Oh, look at this. It's the two teams in the Big 12 that actually play on Saturday. And that's Baylor and Kansas. So Team A, the team I did not pick was Kansas. The team I took was Baylor. And guess what? If we weren't going off a blind resume here and just what I've watched from these two teams, 
Guess what? I'd rather have Baylor in my pocket than Kansas anyway. Of course, Baylor last night, again, Baylor's been dealing with all sorts of injuries. Last night, they go to overtime. They survive, but don't cover against Oklahoma State. Kansas uh, gets K-State in the Sunflower Showdown tonight uh, in a rematch of a game earlier in the year uh, in Manhattan, Kansas, where Kansas came from 18 down to beat K-State. Tonight, they get them at the Fog, the 12-and-a-half-point favorites right now in that one. Uh, look, I, I'll say this with Baylor, and I'm pretty, I've been pretty clear with this when, when I've talked about them. If they are healthy, they have a chance to repeat. I don't think they're quite as good as they were last year because, of course, when you have three great guards like they had with Butler uh, and Mitchell especially, it is hard to go back when you don't have the same experience-laden team. And, again, elite talent, still a pretty darn good talent as it is. And, look, they miss LJ Cryer badly. They really need him to get healthy with that foot injury. If he is healthy and Baylor's fully loaded – they are more than capable of making another run to win a title. I don't think they will. Kansas, I don't trust. They turn the ball over a lot. Uh, they are very top-heavy, as they usually are, especially over the last few years. They get a one seed. I, they probably, If they get a one seed, they'll make it into the second weekend, regardless of where they are. But the committee had them as the one seed in the East, with Kentucky as the two. We already saw Kentucky go to Fog Allen and destroy them. I don't think that's a good matchup. Uh, for for Kansas if they get locked in in a region with Kentucky. So I prefer Baylor based off the resume at large. Assuming they get healthy, especially, I'd rather have them. All right, let's go to the second one. Two more top teams here on the resume. Team A of high-scoring team. This team in Ken Palm is actually number one offensively. Number one period in the country. Even better than Gonzaga, which came as a surprise to me when uh, when our great producer, Matt, never gave me this information yesterday. Number one. Now, here's the big thing. They're a good rebounding team. They have really good size. Defensive efficiency is their problem. They're 115th in Ken Palm defensive efficiency. That is a very low number for a team that you expect to have that low of odds. Both of these teams are 10-1 to 1 to win the title. That's a, a great offensively, but what happens when you have the bad offensive game if your defense is not showing up? That's frightening to me with taking a number that short on this team. Team B, offensively speaking, ninth points per game, that actually translates to 10th offensive efficiency in Kempa. So they're very efficient offensively. They fall into that category of elite offense, top 10. They are 22nd in defense. So they are a good defensive team, a significantly better defensive team than Team A. Coming in at 90, a defensive efficiency rating in 92.9. That's good for 22nd in the country, just outside of what I consider the elite of the elite on defensive side of the ball. So, look... I think this is going to be one where I'm not going to be happy with the choice I make based off the blind resume because Team B, I don't want the team that's sub-100 in defensive efficiency. You can't trust them in the tournament because one bad offensive night, I don't care how good you are, even if you're the best offensive efficiency team in the country, you have a bad offensive night and you have to rely on your defense, that's a problem. So I'm taking Team B. All right, what do we have here? What do we have? 
Now, see, I figured this was going to be one where I didn't like what I where I went here. I don't trust Duke, and that's the team I picked here. Team A was Purdue, the team with the 115th uh, defensive efficiency in the country is Purdue. Duke at Team B was number 22 defensive efficiency, almost 100 spots better. Look, what I've seen from Duke, they have gotten up for the big games this year. I will give them credit for that. They beat Kentucky. They beat Gonzaga. They hammered their biggest rival in North Carolina. I don't trust them. I know it's Coach K's swan song, but he hasn't really done much coaching at all this year. Purdue, look, I, I you know what? I don't really love Purdue either. They're great offensively. Jaden Ivey is a special talent. But I don't – I. If you've watched enough of them, their defense does scare you, especially in a scenario where you're playing elite team after elite team in the deep runs of the tournament. You throw them up up against a Gonzaga, forget it. They'll just get run off the court. Gonzaga will score as many points as they want in that game. Yeah, I guess, I guess begrudgingly give me Duke if we're going on those blind resumes there between Purdue and Duke. We have more of these to go through later on in the show, but coming up, Next, our guy, Dan Bespris. There's no plays that want to make him vomit today, but we'll get him on his thoughts of what he expects to see in the final quarter of the NBA season next on a numbers game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. you need is at BetMGM. So sign up now using the bonus code VEASAN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. So when you register with BetMGM, you'll get an instant you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM Resorts nationwide. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter the bonus code VSIN1000. That's V-S-I-N-1-0-0-0 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. And this promotional offer is not available in Nevada. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Apparently, Drake is betting $1,000 a spin on Roulette at the Aria last night. Picture on Twitter, the, the just these stacks of yellow $1,000 chips galore on the table. Really, Look, if you have as much money as Drake, why not, right? 
It was a hundred. Well, it was a hundred K, right? A hundred K. Excuse me. Thank you, Matt Neverett, for correcting me there. Hundred K with thousand dollar chips across the board. If you have that much money, why not? Right? Hundred K is nothing to Drake. That's like a that's like a dollar to me. So why not? Uh, now with us though, uh, Dan, Dan Bespris uh, with us uh, right now. Of course, sports sports ethos. Uh, the new website name, correct, Dan? There we go. I'm getting you it right. You nailed it. You nailed go. it. Sports sports ethos it is. I, You know what? I still don't think I'd put $1 on every spin if I had that much money. <laughs> Whatever it is. I got I to do something else with it. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's an upper threshold at which it doesn't matter anymore. Isn't that the point you're making? That That's 100% what I'm going for. Like, again, 100K for, for Drake. Like, a $1 bill for you and I, Dan. Like, it's... it's we, there is no limit at that point for for, for Drake. So, uh, yeah, again, it's just the picture is more fascinating because it's legitimately just this giant stack of thousand dollar chips on multiple numbers. So it's just it just <laughs> just blows my mind away more than anything. Uh, Dan, uh, let, let's dive in though. Chris Paul's injury, uh, of course, the uh, the the avulsion fracture of his right thumb, six to eight weeks for a reevaluation. That's the key wording here. Just what, what is the impact for you uh, analyzing the Suns on a game-to-game basis the rest of the way? And then when does when, when is the moment of panic for you postseason-wise if Paul is not back in full? So the Suns have, have done a nice job of basically winning every game they've played this year. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like they were doing it to prepare for this type of scenario, but it certainly helps this type of scenario. They have a six-and-a-half-game lead in the Western Conference right now over the Warriors eight over the Grizzlies and we don't have that many games left. They have 24. Uh, I think the Warriors have 23. I don't know, they're all jammed up in there. Grizzlies have 22, something like that. So really you're at a point now where even if the Suns suddenly start playing 500 ball, they're probably not getting past. There just aren't enough games left. So I think they're still ending up in the one seed out West. Worst case scenario would be the two seed. I don't think that's happening. And so then they're looking at teams coming out of the play in tournament either way which buys Chris Paul a little bit more time. Play in tournament is uh, a little bit less than two months from now. It's right around the eight week timeline for him. First round of the playoffs would, would roughly go to about the 10 week timeline for him. I think you see him back probably in the middle of that first round, maybe a tiny bit sooner. And again, you plan for a worst case scenario if you're the Suns, which is what if we don't have him back until the second round? I feel pretty confident Phoenix can get out of the first round, even without Chris Paul, because those teams in the play-in tournament simply aren't that good. Sorry, Los Angeles teams. <laughs> well, look, Dan, the, the the thing is, last year, I mean, in the Lakers series, I know AD got hurt in that series, and that was the key thing more than anything. Chris Paul could barely put his shoulder, his, his arm above above his head. So they, they have survived, and of course, Paul had the, the COVID-positive test in the midst of the playoffs, too. Uh, they survived the last year. I'm with you. I think it would be the second round at the earliest that I would even think about him. Hmm, this could be a little bit of an issue. But look, as you look at the Western Conference down the board, Dan, uh, after Phoenix and Golden State, there just isn't much that jumps out to me as being really a threat to even take out a Phoenix in a second round, unless it, even with Paul possibly being hampered or not there. Yeah, so I, I look at that board, and the, the the two things that leap out to me are Chris Paul's health status, which we've already talked about, and Draymond Green's health status. Yep. He said he wanted to be back in three to four weeks. You know, hoping to be back in just under a month is 
pretty nebulous as far as like it's not a real timeline. This is a what he's hoping will happen. I think they'll try to sort of mash him back into the lineup at some point, even if he's not 100 percent healthy. So, yes, maybe that does create a little bit of a value bubble, but we're talking multiple rounds into the playoffs at that point. I'd be floored if Chris Paul wasn't back at that point, which does make some of these other names a little bit more iffy, like the Jazz at plus 600. We've already seen they can be exploited in the playoffs. There's sort of no reason to jump on that boat. The Grizzlies are fun. We haven't seen them playoff tested yet, so that's not one I would want to take a plunge on. The team, oddly, from that entire list that I would look at, would be either the Nuggets or the Mavericks. We don't know if Denver might get Jamal Murray back or Michael Porter Jr. back. They have that same question mark as the teams at the top, but they're at 16 to one instead of, you know, one or two to one odds, basically. And then the Mavs, honestly, I thought they had a better shot if they would have just prayed that Kristaps Porzingis was healthy for the playoffs. They're good, but they are a player away from being a, a legitimate title contender out West. So yeah, not, not a ton that you could play with there. Uh, Warriors and Suns probably meet in the Western Conference Finals, which means your best bet is try to pick one and maybe hedge at the last minute or maybe just do nothing. I, I Now that we're seeing Phoenix, Phoenix is starting to creep down a little bit more too over these last few days. Uh, yesterday, even it was plus 170 on Phoenix. Now plus 190 on, uh, to, for them to win the West. I think this... I, I, I would only buy on Phoenix at this point, Dan. I really would. I just... Uh, not buying, uh, not not buying that it should move uh, twenty cents off of what it was before the All Star break, off of an maybe it'll continue to go. Yeah, if maybe it, you're right. Yeah, moving, then yeah, if it keeps moving, then you really got something. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Well, hey, look, if Phoenix comes out of the All Star break loses, let's say four out of seven, then maybe we're looking at an even better price. So actually, patience probably the right way to play the Western Conference right now. Let's move to the East because this is just a jumbled mess right now in the Eastern Conference side. Miami and Chicago sit at the top of the standings. But at the odds board, Brooklyn, who is currently the eighth seed, still your co-favored with Milwaukee, a plus 280 uh, to come out of the East. Philadelphia, plus 350, third favored. Dan, what am I missing here? Isn't Miami still the way to look at this at 5-1, to one, especially with a real chance at the one seed and being the best home team so far this year in the East? And Jeff, the East is nuts because you've got massive question marks with Brooklyn and Philly. We don't know how they're going to blend. The Celtics is a team I've been talking about for a few weeks mm -hmm. on this show because they've been sort of secretly the best team in the Eastern Conference for about a month, and no one's really taken notice of it. And they had a bad loss going into the All-Star break, but that was trademark. Hey, we beat the good team. Now, what do we got? I forget, forget who they play. It was like Detroit is the last game going into the break, and they biffed it. Uh, but... As far as the Brooklyn Nets go, we don't know KD's health. We don't know what Ben Simmons is going to be like coming back. They just picked up Goran Dragic, which is nice for them, but I don't think that's a big-time difference maker. That's a, you know, that's a who-knows kind of thing. Is there enough time for these teams to figure things out? If you're looking at teams in the East and, and you want to kind of play it safe a little bit, the Bucs are still on the board. They still have Giannis, who right now is probably the most impactful player in the NBA. He's not going to win another MVP, but I think he's the guy who changes the scene a lot. He's had to do different things this year with Brooke Lopez out for the season. That's the fear for them, I believe, going into the postseason. Philly, we don't know what Embiid and Harden are going to be like together. So if you're betting on the East, you're trying to figure out which teams can can kind of blend, can find that chemistry here the fastest in just under two months of regular season ballgames. And the team that has chemistry already is the one you talked about, the Miami Heat. 
They've looked great all season long. They've won a ton of games without Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. They're finally healthy. Lowry's back as well. We might see Victor Oladipo, although frankly, that doesn't matter to me all that much. They are the value play on the board in the Eastern Conference. But honestly, they're all kind of value plays right now, except Brooklyn. <laughs> what, a, what a position we're all in here, Dan. If we, if we thought we were saying this three months ago, and now, I mean, Brooklyn ha- is going to have to win a game probably to get into the bracket as wild as, as it is. Uh, Dan, quickly, we have about 30 seconds here. Embiid or Jokic MVP at the moment? Who do I want or who do I think is going to win it? How about both? How about both in 30 <laughs> seconds? So I think Jokic has actually been more important to his team this year, but Embiid's going to win it. Uh, okay. Philly's got a better record. Denver is going to need to make a pretty good charge to to get there. Uh, I love watching both of those guys play, but Embiid has the louder numbers right now and the louder case. Right now it's Embiid or maybe even DeMar DeRozan if the Bulls go crazy down the stretch. Setting records most games in a row, over 35 points and 50% shooting, but I think it's Embiid right now. I uh, actually agree with what you said first. If I were voting, I think I'd give it to Jokic right now. I really would. Uh, but you're probably right in the end. Look and at that team without him. They're, they're so terrible. Bad. They're terrible without him. Uh, Dan Bespris, everyone. Uh, NBA Fantasy Today podcast, sportsethos.com. Dan, pleasure as always. Thanks so much, guys. We have more on a numbers game next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.